This call may be recorded or transcribed. It's a marvelous day to declare victory. My name is Andrew. Who's with me on the call? I will love thee, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer, my God, my strength, in whom I will trust, my buckler, and the horn of my salvation, and my high tower. I will call upon the Lord, who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. Sorrows of death compassed me, and the floods of ungodly men made me afraid. Sorrows of hell compassed me. Out the snares of death prevented me. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried unto my God. He heard my voice out of his temple, and my cry came before him, even into his ears. Then the earth shook and trembled. The foundations also of the hills moved and were shaken because he was wrong. There went up a smoke out of his nostrils and fire out of his mouth about cold. Were kindled by it. He bowed the heavens also and came down and darkness was under his feet. And he rode upon a cherub and did fly, yea, he did fly upon the wings of the wind. He made darkness his secret place. His pavilion round about him were dark waters and thick clouds of the sky. At the brightness that was before him, his thick clouds passed. Hail stones, hold the fire. The Lord also thundered in the heavens, and the highest gave his voice. Hail stones and coals of fire. Yea, he sent out his arrows and scattered them, and he shot out lightnings and discomfited them. Then the channels of waters were seen, and the foundations of the world were discovered at thy rebuke. O Lord, at the blast of the breath of thy nostrils. He sent from above, he took me, he drew me out of many waters. He delivered me from my strong enemy and from them which hated me, for they were too strong for me. They prevented me in the day of my calamity, but the Lord was my day. He brought me forth also into a large place. He delivered me because he delighted in me. The Lord rewarded me according to my righteousness, according to the cleanliness of my hands, hath he recompensed me. For I have kept the ways of the Lord, and have not wickedly departed from my God. For all his judgments were before me, and I did not put away his statutes from me. Good morning, it's Susie. Hey, happy Friday, Sister Susie. Happy Friday to you too, Brother Andrew. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. 
sorry yeah. if I if I if I made you wait. I just, just no, you didn't. To... Yeah, it was good. It's another reminder to be firmly rooted. The strength of our God. That's amazing. It's a happy Friday. Good morning, Sister Lisa. God bless you, and God bless everyone on the call. Have a great day, and happy Friday. Happy Friday to you, Sister. God bless you. Everybody, everybody that can hear me, we need to keep the people that are impacted by the storm on on our hearts and minds. Because this this ice storm is not playing with people, and I'm really thinking about the homeless people. Good, good morning, the Eva. Friday, Sister Yvonne. God is good all the time, and all the time, God is good. There's no better person yep. to have on our front and our back. Amen. Good to hear you. Good sister. morning, it's Diane. Hey, Diane. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, Andrew. What's going on, you? Good to hear you too. <laughs> Good morning. Happy Friday. This is Catherine. Hi, Catherine. Happy Friday. Yes, happy Friday. Good morning. This is Emma. Happy Friday, and God bless you all. God bless you, sister. Happy Friday. This is the day that the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. My name is Andrew. I'm your host this morning. Who's with me on the call? Good morning, Brother Andrew. It's Brother Michael. Hey, Brother Michael. On your spot on the wall. God bless you, sir. Thank you. Uh, prayer request, please, for my aunt to continue to get better. And she's still in the hospital. Her name is Ruth Wallace. Okay. Could you give me give me her name again? Uh, Ruth Wallace. Oh, okay. This was... Uh, is, is, is Reggie still doing okay? He's still in the hospital as well. Okay, okay. They're not doing well. They're not doing well okay. at all. Okay. We'll 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 lift them up. We'll lift them up continually. Thank you, brother Andrew. I appreciate that. Oh no, brother, brother Michael. Yeah, you see these these when 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 you hear requests that people are are uh, levying. It's not just for that day. It's to be continually raised when, you know, when we're on the call, but also when we pray privately. Because often after a great blessing, the enemy steps in to corrupt it and also to just give you enough distraction that you stop praising God and and start hunkering down for another battle. Okay, as a distraction. So yeah. whenever anybody requests prayer, we need to continually 
lift them in prayer for all that we see and all the all the things in the background that we can't and won't see. But yes, that's a thank you for that reminder. We'll keep them covered. We also want to keep the people in the in the teeth of the storm in 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 prayer and lift it up uh the the whole right side of the country is under a winter storm and i'm in pennsylvania and i know that there is six to eight inches outside and a lot of that is ice ice does not play been raining all night and temperature dropped and it's making a mess of things but i feel for the homeless i feel for the folks mm-hmm. that are on a fixed income and can't just keep cranking their heat the ones that have arthritis to the point where when the weather temperature dips down and there's a lot of moisture in the air they hurt more There's the people that have uh, meals on wheels and need to get taken to dialysis when the roads are bad and people, you know, can't get out of their driveways. So there's more suffering than just being cold. And we need to keep those people lifted and present presented before the Lord. Andrew. Yes, ma'am. This is Diane. This is Diane. Can you have them pray for? There was three young young guys that were killed in the accident in Davis last night. High school students. I don't. They didn't give their name, but it was just okay. on the news about 15 minutes ago. Okay. Um. It was the driver survived. He was speeding, going through red lights, and he had three passengers, and all three of them died. Okay. Three young man, high school student. Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Good morning, Tashara. Happy Friday. Favorite Friday. Happy favorite Friday to you. Good morning, it's Kenya. Good morning, Kenya. Happy Friday. Happy Friday, brother. Hey, good morning, Brother Andrew. It's Dee Dee. I love you. Sending you love from Cali. Hey, thank you, Sister Dee Dee. Send some heat, too. Good morning, Good morning. It's a favor Friday. Call it out. Come on, can you put it on the table? Yes. Happy favor Friday, everybody. This is a favor Friday, and we are are coming with one accord to the throne of God, and we're coming for the birthright that is ongoing with his children. Mercy, grace are going to follow us all the days of our life because we are in the family. 
and we endeavor to dwell in the house of the Lord for always. So favor is at our fingertips if we just look up. So yes, we have come to the you have come to the right place. We have come to the right source. And in these days and times, we need him. When you can't go to the local store and not feel something when somebody is coughing a lot near you, we need the Lord. If you can't trust the doorknob or the door in the next place you're going to walk into, we need the Lord. When someone you know gets sick and goes to the hospital, and we're back into those times when someone goes into the hospital, you don't know that they'll just get better in a few days and come out. We need the Lord. And we need to keep that plumb line with him straight. As we build for his kingdom, got to make sure our walls are straight, our walls are tight, and they won't impact another by falling before us. So, as we... Andrew? Yes, ma'am. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I wanted to have the victors pray as I was coming to work. I live in Hilltop, and so it's just an exit away from my house. Just pray for, when you were talking about how cold it is, um, there is like several encampments along the freeway over here near the cemetery. And so there are people starting to cross the freeway. And you know it's dark. So I just wanted to, we got to pray. There was a little boy and a, uh, I don't know, a little boy and uh, I guess a mother or something putting um, clothes on the, there's like a fence over by the movie theater. So it's real. It's real. I just wanted to say that it's so real. So thank you for, um, when you um, ask us to pray specifically, that's how you pray. So I just wanted us to pray for the people like on the freeways too. Gotcha. Will do. Thank you, sister. Thank you, sister. Now we're a little uh, ahead of behind our time, actually. So I'm going to ask everybody at this moment to uh, line up in single file and put your phones on mute. Activate that feature, which we benefit so much by, so that when the word of God goes forth, everybody can stand and accept and act on it. No issue will be missed. Every thought and heart read properly and conveyed before the throne of God, because people are depending on us, and we depend on him. And with all of us depending on the same source, that source can be accessed to those that need it most. Again, place your phone on mute. Keep the phone on mute until the prayer warrior asks you to come off mute or the declarer instructs you during love, life, and victory to respond. Good morning again. My name is Andrew again. And I'm welcoming you to Declare Victory. This is who we are here at Declare Victory. We are a prayer call, and we meet Monday through Friday, 
starting at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central Standard Time, and 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we're here to edify, empower, and encourage and equip you in your walk with grace. Please, everyone, feel free to invite a friend or two or ten so they can be blessed too. Today is Men's Day, Friday. Only men are scheduled in the lineup to bless you. Please be sure to join us during the month of February, where our theme is Radical Obedience. All the declarations will focus on the importance of being radically obedient to the will and plan of God. This allows us to walk with purpose and live with purpose. Only one announcement lies before us today. Friday Night Live will resume tonight, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Call in and join us as Sister Dee Dee shares on the topic, forgiveness vaccination. You are most definitely sure to be blessed. There were no online requests on the prayer application this morning, but we have several emergency requests. We have requests that were brought up last week that still need lifted. And we have other concerns that we discuss every week as they are so important. Firstly, we have Sister Ruth and Reggie. They were in accident last week. They are still hurting. They are still in the hospital. We need to pray. We need to pray effectually and fervently for these two souls. They are in pain, they are discomforted, and right now, just being in the hospital has everyone a little on edge. So please, as far as their comfort, as far as their pain, as far as their uh, worry and fretting about what they may confront, we need to lift them in prayer and those attending them as well. We lift Sister Susie before you. She had fallen and hurt her back, and her back is not past the point of impinging her with pain. And we care and love Sister Susie. We're lifting her before the throne. We're lifting the three unnamed students who were involved in a school van crash this morning and lost their lives. We're lifting their families before the throne. The, those that are going to be uh, emotionally impacted by learning of their death that may or may not be family. The ones that have not been told yet and will find out when they get to work the ones that 
maybe could have helped and did not during the process were lifting them before the throne. Everyone involved, especially the parents, were lifting them before the throne of God for their bereavement, for their comfort, which can only come from God. We're also lifting some homeless, the ones that are being driven based on the weather and by just the needs that they have into dangerous situations that people may, other people may not be respected or other people may not be aware of or paying attention to. And we're asking the Lord to send his angels to keep them safe and send the children of men who know the Lord and those who don't to recognize their need and meet it. And it's before the setting of this sun that the Lord's will be maintained and prayed. The order, before the order of the call, we're also lifting as quickly as I can present it, the children, all phases, all situations, the ones that are bullied, the ones that are in separation anxiety because they still aren't with their parents, the ones that are incarcerated, the ones that are being abused, the ones that are being attacked online, just the ones with no friends the ones on the verge of suicide, the ones who don't know God, we're lifting them before the throne. We're lifting marriages before the throne. We're lifting wayward children before the throne. We're lifting neighbors who don't act like neighbors before the throne. We're lifting relationships, especially with exes, continue to still impinge and bring pain and confusion to the aftermath, lifting them before the Lord. We're lifting our leaders from federal on down to the local crossing guard. We're lifting them and the impact that they can have on the lives of the saints and the others on a daily basis because they don't fear God or regard man. We're lifting them before the throne. First responders, the military, homeless, the hungry, the afraid, the lonely. All of these are the open of the gospel. The, those that sing the Lord's praises when the doors of his House are open that they may sing praises because they know, not because their words on the paper and they rehearsed, that there be a personal outpouring of joy because of their relationship with God. We're lifting all of that before the throne and for the Lord's favor. Order of the call is as follows. Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Brother Jeff. Declaration will be brought by Brother Daryl. That order once again 
Prayer and corporate praise will be brought by Brother Jeff. The declaration will be brought by Brother Daryl. Immediately following, Brother Daryl will lead us into love, life, and victory, where he will continue to instruct and bring to light the inner workings and the nuances from the lessons that he taught. Our scripture for today is found in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 5. The word of the Lord reads as follows. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God, and we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading, hearing, and doing of his holy word. Please make sure that your phone is still on mute as we await the leading of Brother Jeff, brother who knows the word of prayer as he takes us before the throne. My name is Andrew Hart. I now pass the call. God bless you all. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to your name this morning, Lord God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord God for waking us up this morning, Lord God, another day, Lord God, another opportunity to reverence you, Lord God, to lift up the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, glory to your name. Father God, <clears throat> Father God, we thank you, Lord God. We give thanks, Lord God, for everything, Lord God, and in everything, Lord God, we say thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for the breath of life, Lord God, that flows through our lungs this morning, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for a soundness of mind, Lord God, that, that you have given us the mind, Lord God, to, to, wake, to, to get on our knees this morning, Lord God, early this morning, and seek your face. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for reminding us, Lord God, all that we have to be grateful for, Lord God, which is much, Lord God. So this morning, Lord God, we say thank you. Lord God, before we place our request before you this morning, Lord God, we want to say forgive us, Lord God. We want to repent, Lord God, of anything, Lord God, that, that may be in our hearts and in our spirit, Lord God, that doesn't, that's just not right, Lord God. So, Lord God, we say forgive us, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. We say thank you, for you are the faithful one, Lord God. You are the just one, Lord God. You are the one that's able, Lord God, to cleanse us, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Glory to your name. Lord God, there are many spoken prayer requests this morning, Lord God, that we present before you. Lord God, you, you've heard this, the words of Brother Andrew, your son, this morning, Lord God, of all of those things, Lord God, that we lay before your throne this morning, Lord God. Glory to your name. Lord God, we want to uh, be pacific, Lord God, in a few of our prayer requests this morning, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. For, the, uh, for those that are in the hospital, Lord God, that, that was in that accident last week, Lord God, that are sore in their physical body, Lord God, that are hurting in their physical body, Lord God, we pray, Lord God, that you intercede, Lord God, 
Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Bless them, Lord God. Cover them, Lord God. Heal them, Lord God. Let them know, Lord God, in their hearts and in their mind, Lord God, you are present with them, Lord God. While they're in their pain in the hospital, Lord God, glory to your name, Lord God. Lord God, we lift up, Lord God, those family, Lord God, of those students, Lord God, that was killed in the car accident, Lord God. Those three families. And, Lord God, we pray for the driver's family as well. Oh, glory to your name. Intervene into that. Oh, Jesus, glory. Hallelujah, Lord God. That situation, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Hallelujah, Lord God. We lift up those families to you. Glory to your name. Lord God, we lift up, hallelujah, Lord God, the the exit, Lord God, our hilltop exit, Lord God, all of those families, Lord God, that are sleeping outside in the elements, Lord God, using a fence, Lord God, oh, hallelujah, Lord God, for, uh, hallelujah, for a clothes rack, oh, Jesus. Bless those homeless, Lord. Bless those that are less fortunate than ourselves, Lord God. I was thinking, Lord God, myself, that I want to be thankful and grateful for the little things, Lord God, like a like a soft mattress, Lord God, that a, a roof over my head, Lord God, a, 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 a warm blanket, Lord God. So, Lord God, we lift up those, Lord God that are less fortunate than ourselves, Lord God, those those freeway encampments, Lord God, on the hilltop exit, Lord God. We pray specifically, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah. We know that there are homeless encampments all over the place, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Jesus, glory to your name. Thank you, Lord God. We believe that we when we pray, Lord God, Yes, Lord, we believe that we shall receive when we pray, Lord God, that our prayers shall be answered, Lord God. And for that, we say thank you, Lord God. So much, Lord God, to be grateful for, Lord God. Lord God, we continue, Lord God, to pray for ourselves, Lord God. This prayer line, declare victory, Lord God. Where the, the theme this month, Lord God, is radical obedience, Lord God. So, Lord, hallelujah, Lord God, I pray for each and every soul and the believer, Lord God, collected to this prayer line. I pray that you continue, Lord God, to cover us, Lord God, our households, Lord God, our families, Lord God. Lord, protect us. Strengthen us, Lord God, and build us up in the areas, Lord God, where that you know that we need strengthening, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Thank you, Lord God, for the renewing of our minds, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah, Lord God. Thank you for giving us the heart, the mind, and the desire, Lord God, to study, to study your holy word, Lord God, to show ourselves unto, approve unto you, Lord God. So hallelujah, that we may rightly divide your word of truth, Lord God. Yes, Lord God. Thank you for giving us that desire, Lord God. Lord God, we Seek the kingdom of heaven first, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. And your righteousness, Lord God. Lord God, you know the things that we have need of before we even open up our mouths and speak it, Lord God. Thank you. 
thank you, Lord God, for putting your the, your holy word, Lord God, the, your holy spirit, Lord God, deep down inside of us, Lord God, that leads us and guides us, Lord God, hallelujah, into all truth, Lord God, glory to your name for bringing all things to our remembrance, Lord God, that which you have spoken unto us, Lord God, so that we, hallelujah, glory to your name so that we can live this holy and sanctified life, Lord God, so that we can walk it out, Lord God. Oh, glory to your name. So much to be grateful for, Lord God. Lord God, we're excited, Lord God, about the word this morning, Lord God, and the declarer, Lord God. Hallelujah, Lord God. We lift up the, the declarer, Lord God, that will bring us a word this morning, Lord God. We pray, Lord God, that you touch him, Lord God, that you speak through him, Lord God. Glory to your name. So much to be grateful for. Hallelujah. Lord God, I won't prolong my prayer by uh, hallelujah. So I'm going to ask all victors to come off of you and let's praise the Lord together uh, collectively. Let's lift up our prayers to and cry out to him. Let's take our phones off of yeah. you and send them. Thank you. 
so grateful and so humbled to be able to come and be able to declare the word of God on this morning, not only to each and every last one of you all, but also to myself as well. I want to certainly thank my brothers in the kingdom, amen. It's so awesome to have men that are standing and leading and standing in the gap in the kingdom of God. Thank you, Brother Andrew, for hosting on this day. Thank you, Brother Jeff, for a fiery prayer as well as being able to lead us into corporate praise on this morning. And I certainly want to give a great big thanks to my my sister, my, my, my friend. I thank God for her. It's been amazing listening and receiving for you these last three days. And it just reminds me of the various mantles, Sister Dion, that you wear upon your life, the mantle of midwife, the mantle of a pastor, the mantle of the prophetic, but the mantle I am just so grateful for that you wear the most in my life is the mantle of friend. So I thank you so much for, again, allowing God to move through you to allow lives to be changed and impacted like never before. So as we prepare to enter this word, if you all would, if you just simply bow your heads, open your hearts for a very quick word of prayer. Father, I thank you right now, Lord God. We thank you for the prayers that have been rendered. I thank you for the manifestation, Lord God, that will come forth as a result of those prayers, Lord God. I thank you that lives will be changed like never before. And God, as we prepare ourselves to receive your word on this morning, Father, I pray that no individual, no person is glorified, but you are glorified. And Lord, more importantly, allow your word to reach each and every person right where they are, Lord God. Whatever is needed, Lord God, to equip them, to strengthen them, to encourage them, Lord God, allow your word to not only meet them where they are, but Lord God, to lift them to new heights, new dimensions, Lord God, in you that they've never been before, Lord God, so that they may be able to stand on the wall of your kingdom and proclaim proclaim the good news that Jesus lives. And Lord, we just thank you, Lord God, for each and every person. I pray, Lord God, that we not only be hearers of your word, but we rightfully be doers of your word as well. Lord, we'll forever give your name all the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise. It's in your darling, matchless son, Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. When when I first heard about this topic, radical obedience, radical obedience, that I believe that in my heart that this word obedience can sometimes cause a sense of anxiety or a sense of dismay, that it can cause this sense of anxiety or dismay literally for a number of reasons on this morning. One could be that maybe, truth be told, what you're asking me, God, to do, I really don't want to obey. Or maybe simply another is I want to obey God and I've tried to obey, but I feel that in the end, that if and when I obey, it won't work because the outcome from the way I'm looking at it right now with my own eyes, it doesn't immediately feel as if it's going to end in my favor. You see, in my heart of hearts, God, I I really do want to. But for some reason, whenever I leave church, whenever I leave Declare Victory, Whenever I leave your presence, God, I'm excited about what I've heard. I'm excited about what I've experienced, and I know exactly what I need to do, 
but then something goes wrong. Something goes awry whenever I walk out and I leave. You see, I seem, God, to be unable to obey when in my heart of hearts I really want to. You see, the problem, I believe, my brothers and sisters, is that oftentimes we don't fully understand the true concept of obedience as it relates to this new covenant and this new arrangement that God has made with each and every last one of us around this thought of radical obedience. And because we don't understand it, I believe we all view it wrong. And because we view it wrong, we are unable to apply it in terms of living out our everyday life obediently unto God. So on this morning, I, I want to recast this term obedience, radical obedience, so that we may be able to relate to it a little bit differently than we may have ever related to it before. Now, the first thing I want to do is I want to establish with you all the foundational concept of obedience. This foundational concept of obedience within the new arrangement that God has with each and every last one of us. You see, God has a new arrangement that he makes with each and every person who comes and accept the salvation of Jesus Christ into their lives. And this new arrangement is simply called the new covenant. You see, the new covenant is where God places inside every believer a brand new heart or a brand new disposition that is made up of a whole new orientation of life, that, that when he does it, he places it in seed form. For example, like a woman getting pregnant, he places this new life or this new orientation of life deep down within the deposit of each and every last one of our souls. So realize that deep down in your soul, deep down in my soul, deep down in our soul, that there's a brand new life that has been implanted there inside of each and every last one of us that's ready to be birthed. We find in the Word of God in Philippians 2, 12 through 13, and I'll be reading from the New American Standard Bible on this morning, that in Philippians 2, verse number 12 through 13, the Word of God reads, So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who is at work in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Now, I believe we've all grown up hearing this verse, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. And if you were anything like I was or anything like me, you really didn't understand what that really meant. But realize there's a number of reasons when God calls us to obey that you and I might obey. Now, 
one of the reasons why you and I might obey is because we're made to. We're made to. It's taking on this position of a slave mentality where you have somebody who is always standing over you, someone always lording over you, somebody always threatening you by saying, you better do this or else. And if we look back at that type of mentality, that's not a happy obedience to have somebody constantly standing over you, lording over you, threatening you, saying, you better do this or else. But many of us, we look at obedience to God in the very same way, that I better obey God because if I don't, God might punish me or you very well might be saying, oh, you very well may be obedient to God, but the truth be told, you're not really happy about it. You struggle with it. You wrestle with it versus allowing yourself to be under the alignment of being obedient to God. But realize that some people, not only do they think they, they have to be obedient to God, but they think they have to be obedient to God because they have to. Then the second is that people may obey all because they need to. They believe that they have they believe they must be, obey God because they have to, but now we have people who must obey God because they need to. That there are many people who in the actual business arena, that they do what their bosses say, they do what their managers say, all because they feel that they need their job. They feel they need their job to take care of the family. They feel they need their job to take care of their daily sustenance. They feel that they need their job in order to progressively move their career for where they desire it to be. Whatever the case, there are people who do whatever their boss, whatever their manager, whatever their VP says because they feel that they need their job. And because they feel that they need their job, or maybe they feel that they need this man, they feel that they need this woman, they feel that they need this money, need this position or this title that somehow gives us our sense of authority, our sense of self-worth, then they feel that whomever they need to submit to, that it's in their best interest, to obey. But my brothers and sisters, I come to you this morning to share that many of those represents the best definition of obedience or even would give us the best motivation for obedience. But the kind of obedience that you and I will want to exhibit in our day-to-day -day lives is the obedience because we want to. Not because we have to, not because we need to, but the obedience because we want to. You see, the more we want to do it, watch this, the more we will do it. So that when each of us are called by God, no matter what it is, no matter what the season is, to obey, then 
when you obey because you want to, then you will obey because you are motivated to obey. And the good news this morning, my brothers and sisters, is that no matter where you or I are in our obedience right now, is that we all should make it a point to strive to get to the, the want-to stage in our lives when, calling, when God calls us to radically obey. Because the more you want to, the more you will. So we find the Apostle Paul in which he says in Philippians 2 and 12 that I want you to work out your own salvation. I want you to work out your own salvation. Now, in this passage, the Apostle Paul is not telling us how to get to heaven because he says we are already Christians, but what he is saying in this same passage is that you are my beloved. So he's saying you've already accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, and you continue to walk this kingdom walk. I'm not trying to tell you how to get to heaven. But what I'm trying to share is that I want you to work out because I want you to work out because it's already in. My God, I want you to work this thing out because it's already in you. Now, I want you to realize you can't work something out that's not already in. So understand that even though we have already received Jesus Christ, the Apostle Paul wants them to work out this new life that has thus been deposited in each and every last one of us. Now, it occurred to me as I was laying for God, studying this particular word, that it occurred to me that most of us don't look at obedience as working out something that's already there. But what we do is we look at obedience as something that we're supposed to do simply out of responsibility. Now, I don't want you to misunderstand what I'm saying. It's because it is a responsibility to obey. But it's more than just a mere responsibility because for many of us, hearing the word obey seems like a religious responsibility or a religious duty, or to put it another way, most people obey out of law or they obey out of religion rather than obeying out of grace. So realize that true obedience, radical obedience, is not gritting your teeth and then doing the right thing. That's not true obedience. What that's called is that's just called compliance. But true obedience is doing on the outside what you really want to do or desire to do on the inside. Not gritting your teeth, my brothers and sisters, or doing whatever you want to do. But radical obedience, true obedience, is joyfully doing what you really desire to do. Let's go to Philippians 2 and 13. In Philippians, 
2 and 13, the word of God reads, for it is God who is at work in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Again, it reads, for it is God who is at work in you both to will and to work for his good pleasure. Now, I want you to notice this word pleasure. You see, this word pleasure is brought in line with our responsibility to obey. Because what God says, or what the word of God is saying, is that it should be pleasurable to obey. Because God, when we obey, is pleased in our obedience. Now, I want you to watch this. If obedience then on the outside, meaning what I'm supposed to do, ever becomes disconnected from my understanding on the inside, then I'm not sharing in God's good pleasure in what I'm doing. So thus, the new covenant says that you obey out of relationship and not merely out of duty. Let me say that again. The new covenant thus says that you obey out of relationship and not merely out of duty. It's because that the new covenant or this new arrangement that God has placed within each and every last one of us is that he's placed a nature inside of us, watch this, that already desires to do what God wants. And most of us didn't even know that, that, that I know I didn't, that God has placed in us a nature that already desires to do what he wants, all because when we accept salvation, we walk in this gift of salvation, we walk in the new covenant, that this new heart that you and I were given at the point of salvation already wants to do everything that God says to do. So realize on this morning, declare victory, we already have inside of us a desire to radically obey whatever God calls us to do. Now, the second point, the second point is found in John 14, 23 through 26, as I found in scripture on this month that comes from radical obedience. John 14, verse number 23 through 26, and the word of God reads, then Jesus answered and said to him, if anyone, watch this, loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him, and we will come to him and make our abode with him. But he who does not love me does not keep my word, and the word which, is, which you hear is not mine, but the father's who sent me. Verse 25, these things I have spoken to you while abiding with you. Verse 26, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I said. Now, I want you to notice in verse 23 and 24, because we'll find in verse 23 and 24, he says that your obedience 
is connected with your love. That your obedience is connected with your love. It's where God says, if you love me, you will keep my word. But notice what he doesn't say. He doesn't say, if you love me, you better keep my word. You see, we're so used to hearing you better, you oughta, you should've, you could've. But Jesus said, if you love me, you will. And if you don't love me, then you won't. So if you don't, could it be that love might be lacking in our hearts? But also, could it be if you do obey, is it because love is running vibrant inside of your heart? So I want you to realize on this morning that love or the lack of love will affect your obedience. So you know why we don't obey enough? Maybe it's because we're not in love enough. Because it's love that drives obedience and its outcome. So our problem is fundamentally, fundamentally not obedience, but our problem fundamentally is love or the lack of love, which affects our obedience. And the reason, I believe why we don't do for one another like we used to for one another, sacrifice for one another, be there for one another, is that we don't somehow love one another like we used to love one another. And so the decline of love comes the decline of obedience or merely all of us functioning only in compliance. So God said, if you love me, you will. And if you don't love me, you won't. So in other words, my obedience is a result of the overflow of my love. So rather than spending all of our time, and you get to spend time on obedience because God has standards, and sometimes we have to start with compliance because we deal with things that are in the arena of right versus things that are wrong, and you should do what is right versus doing what's wrong, whether you do it by compliance or you do it out of grace. But sooner or later, that if you only obey because of compliance, then understand eventually you're going to get tired of it and it's not going to last. Or maybe there's a possibility it will last, but you will be miserable every moment that it does last. You see, what we have thus done is that we've replaced grace with law. We've replaced love with rules. And we've replaced kingdom with religion. And thus, we don't enjoy when God calls us to obey because we don't see the love. So the principle on this morning is that true obedience 
is doing what you really want to or desire to do because this new nature that's been implanted or planted within you really wants to do everything God's word says and what God wants done in his will because God has written his word on the tablet of our hearts. And because of this, we realize it's already there, that we have a seed within us that's already ready to respond to the call of God. And all that God needs from you and I is the willingness. God just wants the willingness for each and every last one of us to want to cultivate such a relationship with him that when we are asked to radically obey, that we will choose to respond to God. I want you to go to James, James 1. God bless you, so say amen. James 1, 19 through 20. James 1, 19 through 20. The word of God reads, this you know, my beloved brethren, but everyone must be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger. For the anger of man does not achieve the righteousness of God. Now, we find that the word of God says that I want you to be quick to hear. But what is it that God wants us to hear? In other words, that's the question that we should really ask God first. We all should ask, God, what do you want in this situation? Because I want to be quick to hear the word of God. And then the word goes on to say, be slow to speak. In other words, once you be quick to hear, then be slow to speak because many of us are talking ourselves out of the blessings, out of the favor, out of alignment with walking with God all because of our words. Because once you hear what God says, we are thus challenged to react to it quickly. How many realize that 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 this that 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 lack of obedience or slow obedience is still disobedience because we didn't react to it quickly, and we just don't react to what God is saying emotionally. Why? It's because our flesh all the time would not want us to obey God, and a lot of what God says to do is calling us to radically trust and believe him and to tap into our love. So the word of God says, whatever you do, be slow to speak and then be slow to anger. So he says, be quick to hear what God is saying. Be slow to speak. Stop talking yourself out of being able to walk in what God is calling because whenever you find yourself being slow to speak, you move yourself from being slow to anger because when you stop arguing with God or trying to somehow fix it yourself, that's when you realize that the anger of man will not help the program of God. But also realize that you getting angry. Trust me, I've tried this principle. I've tested it many a time. You getting angry won't solve a thing. <laughs> James, look at James 1.21. James 
Therefore, putting aside all filthiness and all that remains of wickedness and humility, receive the word, watch this, implanted, which is able to save your soul. Now, what he's saying is that the things that you can identify that are getting in the way of us hearing the word and having the word transform you, that we are challenged to thus remove them. But why is the author James saying, the apostle saying, remove them? He's saying remove them because what they are doing is covering the sensitive skin of your new heart. And we want to be able to get to the new heart because that's where in the new heart you have a desire implanted in you that wants to do what God is calling you to do. Because that want to has now thus been crumbled up by all this crud, by all this stuff, by all this negative thinking, by all this worldly thinking, by all this flesh, that because you really do want to, but it's just planted deep down in you. So now we have to cut away at all the crud, cut away at all the religion, cut away at all this stuff that is getting in the way. But I hear you, my brother and sister. You might be saying, but what, what's really going to motivate me? What's going to really motivate us to cut away at all this crud, all this religion, all this up, all this negative thinking, all this negative disposition, it's because when you begin to cut away under all that crud, all that stuff, all that religion, what's under that is full of joy. What's under it is full of peace. And what's under it is the good pleasure of God. Let's go to James 1, 22 through 24. James 1, 22 through 24, it reads, but prove yourselves doers of the word and not merely hearers who delude themselves. Verse 23, for if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks at his natural face in a mirror. For once he has looked at himself and gone away, he has immediately forgotten what kind of person he was. Now, here's the key for moving from a hearer of the word and becoming a doer of the word. You see, a doer of the word not only wants to read the Bible, a doer of the word not only wants to preach the Bible, but watch this, here it is, but a doer of the word, they want to see themselves in the Bible. A doer of the word wants to see themselves in the Bible. In other words, God wants you to read the Bible like looking at yourself in a mirror looking for you. And whenever you see you, you have now connected with this new nature. You see, when you see you spiritually, it's because you have either looked at the Bible or heard the words of the Bible 
And now because you looked at the Bible, hearing the words of the Bible, you are now looking at you. I love it when people come up and say, how did you know you were talking directly to me? I had nothing to do with it. It was all the Holy Spirit because now you have connected with your new nature because you now see yourself looking at you in the word. Because God said that when you see you in the mirror of the word and you respond to what you see, it's because the Holy Spirit has somehow turned up the devil light so that you will see who you are in relation or in alignment to his word. Then guess what he says in verse number 25? Look at James 1 and 25. James 1 and 25, it says, but one who looks intently at the perfect law, the law of liberty and abides by it, not having become a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer. This man will be blessed in what he does. Now watch this. God says, I want you to be in the mirror. But don't just be in a hurry when you're in a mirror to read the verse. But what I want you to do is really look in this mirror and let you see you that you got to keep going, you got to keep looking in this mirror until you are satisfied that you see you. You see, it's not just enough to just say, Pastor, it was just it was a good sermon in church today. Pastor, it was a good declaration on the line today. But what what you really want to is to leave church, leave declaration, declare victory. Is that on today, on this morning, I saw me. On the call, I saw me. In the declaration, I saw me. In the praise and worship, I saw me. And that's when we get excited. When people say, the word of God was talking to me today, it's because when you see you, that means that the Holy Spirit is now connected with the paper. It's, and it's connected the paper to the new nature. And whenever the Holy Spirit connects the paper with the written word of God to the new nature, that's when he creates this want to in your spirit. So as we prepare to begin to walk into love, life, and victory, but what if you're still struggling with this? Because if you like me, I have a want to, but sometimes I still struggle. I thank God for my sis. Every now and then she calls me up and she'll have God abuse her to call me out and tell you what you're waiting on. It's your time. You know, when you're still struggling with, I, I want to, God says, if you're struggling with, I want to, you're still struggling with it. God says in verse 25, he who abides. He who abides. What God is saying is that 
whenever you begin to look into this Word of God and you begin to see yourself, you see yourself in a mirror in the Word of God, if you're struggling to see yourself, don't read on. Many times we read over Scripture way too fast. Don't read on. Hang out in that verse for a little while because the word abide means to hang out. Because once the Holy Spirit grabs that new heart and connects you with the written word, that if you hang out there, if you somehow stay there, if you make the decision that I'm not going to go nowhere, that God will invoke in you a change in you, a, a pricking of your heart by the word if you choose to abide. And then based on what you see and what you act on, that's when you shall be blessed and favored by God because this new nature has already been constructed to respond. This new nature has been constructed and been able to program to a want to in your, I believe the old folks call it your sha-na-na. For example, it's like a calculator. When, a, when you think about a calculator, realize you don't have to tell a calculator to compute. It's because all of that within the calculator has already been built into the inner workings of a calculator. And all you need to thus do then is feed the calculator the right information. All you need to do is feed it the correct information, like one plus one, two times two, three minus one, four divided by two. Because if you just feed it into the system, all because the system has been set up to give you the right response whenever you feed it the right information. So realize on this morning that just like the calculator, that this new nature has been set up by God, that when you input the right information, it will give you the right response. All we need to do is just feed it the right information, which is the word and the will of God. So whatever you do, my brothers and sisters, on this day, this week, this month, this year, this lifetime, Make sure you walk in the true concept of obedience, radical obedience, that you move from a have to, a need to, to now you're in a new dimension of I want to. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you, Lord God, that we not only be hearers, but Lord, I thank you that we we be doers. Lord God, I pray that we are able to feed this new nature the right information, Lord God. For us, when we feed it the right information, it will allow us to give us a right response. And that right response is tied to our love for you. So, Lord, I pray that if there's anyone who, like me, struggles, Lord God, struggles with being able to know, but still with this want to, that 
just like me, we abide in your word. We abide in your will. We abide in your presence. That, Lord God, it's not about having to. It's not about, it's not about being made to, but it's all about having a spirit of want to. I thank you, Lord God, for your people. I thank you for the testimonies. I thank you, Lord God, for the sharing that will come forth. And, Lord, we will forever give your name all the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise. It's in your darling, matchless son, Jesus' name we pray. Let every heart say amen. 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 At this time, we're going to ask if you unmute yourself. If you have not had an opportunity to be able to say good morning or to say hello, we're going to ask you to do so at this moment. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. It's pretty Patrice. Good morning, man of God. Good, good morning, pretty Patrice. Wonderful to hear from you. Thank you. Good morning. Good, good morning. Can you say the name one more time? I'm sorry. Jubilant Juliet. Hi, Jubilant Juliet. It's wonderful to be able to greet you on this morning. Anyone else on this morning? Good morning, Good morning. We have multiple people, but I definitely want to say good morning to each and every last one of you through the love of the of the love of God. Amen. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. This is Prosper Pam. Wonderful word this morning. Good morning, Prosper Pam. Always good to hear from you as well. We thank God for the encouragement. Good morning. It's Mary. Thank you. Good morning, Emily. It's really good to hear from you as well, too. Anyone else? Good morning. It's persistent. Good morning, persistent. I knew you were going to make your way through. It's so good to hear from you as well. Amen. <laughs> 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 Anyone else? Good morning. Yeah, it's good morning. Krishana. Good morning, Krishana and Sylvia. Thank God for yeah, both of you all walking Alignment. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing declaration. Thank you. God bless you. God bless Love you. Love to hear well. about our darling, as you say, Lord and Savior. God bless you. God bless you as well. I know he just smiled when you said that. Amen. <laughs> hey, Anyone hey, else? ladies, can we can we do this real quick? Can we give considering it's Men's Day? Can we give our fellas an opportunity to say good morning? Any gentlemen on the line that want to say good morning? Good morning. This good, is Uncle Al. Good, 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 good morning, madam, my brother. Good morning, madam. Good to see you. Good to see you. Appreciate it. God bless you, brother Al. Always good to hear from you as well, too, sir. Good morning. God morning. This is Jeff G. Good morning. God bless you, uh, Jeff G. Always good to hear from you as well, sir. Good morning, Declare Victor. Even though we already led in prayer this morning, I just want to say God bless you all this morning, brother Jeff. Amen. Thank you, Brother Jeff, for allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us, lead you to lead us on this morning. Anyone else? Good morning. Amen. Good morning, Brother Andrew. Good to hear your voice on this morning, sir. You as well, sir. Amen. Anyone else? Any other men? 
before we open it up to everyone. Any other men, one for the Father, for the Son, one for the Holy Ghost, amen. We're going to open it up now for everyone. Good morning. Anyone else, amen, before we move on to, again, love, life, victory, and what you received or any specific questions, amen. Hey, good morning. It's Moxie. Great declaration. Great, great declaration. God bless you, Sister Roxy. Thank God you as well you. for your word of encouragement. God bless you as well. Hey, Daryl. Good morning, Christina. Good. Great declaration. Hi. Good morning, my sister. Good to hear from you, Christina. Thank God for you. Good morning. Great declaration. It's Monica. Good morning, Monica. So good to hear your voice as well, too. We thank God and praying for you and your family as well. Good morning, Miss Gloria. Gloria, God bless you. Thank you for the word. Good morning, Gloria. Gloria, thank you for your word of encouragement. Thank God for you being a part. Good morning, Miss Diane. Great declaration. Good morning, Diane. Thank you again. I don't take it for granted, the words of encouragement. Thank God for each and every last one of you all as well. Anyone else? Good morning, Natasha. Good morning, Natasha. Good to hear from you as well. Amen. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Didi. Thank you for that hot, 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 much needed word on this Friday. Thank you, brother. Man, Didi, it's always good to hear from you. Good morning, and thank you so much for your words of encouragement as well. You didn't hear me? I'm sorry, who was that? Amen. Thank you good so morning, much. Good morning, Samaj. Good morning. Good morning, my Jay. Anyone else? Good morning, Cynthia. Good morning, Cynthia. Good to hear from you all this morning as well. Good morning, this is Georgia. Good morning, Georgia. Thank you so much for joining. Good morning, Pastor Darrell. It's Rochelle. Happy Favorite Friday. Great message. Good morning. Well, thank you, Rochelle, and thank you for your text even before. It actually was a great word of encouragement. Thank you so much. Good morning. This is Tenacious T. And, oh, my God, the Holy Ghost leaped in my soul with that message. So thank you so much for that wonderful word. I love the Lord. Thank you. Amen. Thank you, Tenacious T. I really appreciate your words of kindness and empowerment as well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Anyone else before we move on? Amen. Then at this time, we're going to open it up. If there's anyone who the Holy Spirit has led to share, or maybe you have a question, maybe you want another reference on a particular scripture or thought, we're going to open up the opportunity at this time. Amen. We don't have an obedience problem. My God, we have a love problem. <laughs> Jesus, just never mind. After just hang up. Just everybody hang up now, cause we we got love issues. Go work on your love. Go get your love together, boss. 
you came in here. You know how on social media they have the videos when the people get mad if you don't answer their questions right when they at Walgreens and Walmart and they knock everything off the shelf. <laughs> you, you just came and knocked everything off my shelf. I'm lucky. I appreciate it. Amazing, amazing share as always. Sis, you uh, you laid that foundation, and I'm so grateful for you. Man, you walk in your truth like nobody's business, and I thank you for exemplifying everything that was shared on today. Amen. Hey, I want to uh, piggyback with what Dion just said. This is Didi. When, when I can see that, too. Man, love. The love is mm-hmm. what's off, right? So it's yeah. making me think about um, how I don't, I don't, I don't, I, the want to for me, like I, I, I want to, I want to love and I want to obey and I want to, there's things that I use the analogy of me doing my workout at 54 and I'm probably doing everybody nerves because I post myself, but it ain't about them, it's about me. And mm-hmm. so I used to say, oh God, I got to get up because I had a five o'clock boot camp. But now it's not I got to, I get to because I want to, because I love me and I want to live and I want to be healthy. And it, it also ties into my marriage. And it's not being, you know, people say you submit to being, no, 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 no. But I understand. And so when you said it, it's not that I'm not being obedient, but when you, your love changes and you, like you said, maybe you ain't in love like you was. I thought about that. You said, Man. you said so much this morning, but the main thing, bro, when you talked about that mirror, because I'm always talking about looking at mirror and see what you see. Stop just quoting mm-hmm. scriptures. Stop just saying stuff. But really take time to look, not quickly because you're putting on mascara, but really look and see what you, do you really like what you're seeing? Not the outside, but in your soul, in your eyes, and in, in this deep mirror ministry. Be slower to speak, said all the time. God gave us one mouth and two ears because <laughs> we talk too much. Love you, man. <laughs> Love you too, sis. That was powerful. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> hey, hey, it's Kashonda. I'd like to piggyback off of Didi. This is, I guess, two days in a row. Um, one of the things, and I think I felt this yesterday too, is um, that whole love thing, us um, lacking love. Um, it starts with us knowing how much love, how much God loves us. Amen. Um, who does he say that we are? Amen. Like really, really, really knowing that God loves us. Do we really know how much God loves us? And that because we know, when we know, we want to be obedient. We want to do the things. We want to hear his voice. But I think that's where the love part, looking in the mirror. Oh, hallelujah. Do you see? When you look at the who he says that you are. Oh, hallelujah. Okay. Mm. God bless you. God bless, God bless you, Sister Krishamra. Thank you for sharing a powerful word of encouragement. Amen. Thank you for sharing that. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. This is Prosperous Pam. I'm going to be obedient. And uh, when I first spoke, I, I just was wondering if I should yield to the men since it's men's day. I have something to share, but I want to be slow <laughs> to speak. And I just was wondering if a man wanted to speak first before I, because um, I, I, I mean, I, I kind of was, it got me when, when Dion said it, and I know sometimes us women do kind of over, <laughs> go all, over, you know, start talking. <laughs> so let me yield, and then, I, but I do, I do have something to share. Amen. Prosperous fam. Thank you so much. Any men that wants to share on this morning? 
Yes, sir. I'll, I'll take that lead. That, thank you, Prosperous. Uh, this is Andrew again. I, I can only speak. I can only speak for myself. Uh, personally, I I really appreciated your declaration this morning because it struck a note with me. And like I said, I can only speak for my myself. But when I get to the point where it's not I want to, but it's more I have to. It's a it's a it's a direct function of how much time that I've been spending in prayer. Because Man. if I don't have that that one on one time with my with my daddy, then it's more I have to go talk to my father. My daddy is merciful, long suffering. He understands, you know, because his son was not tempted in anything that I wasn't tempted in. Okay, but my father expects me to toe the line. My father expects me to act like him. My father wants people to see him in me, and it grieves him when he doesn't. And so if I, if I stay away from him for too long, and the longer I walk with him, the more time I need to spend with him, the more time I stay away and blow that off for whatever reasons selfish reasons, reasons because I'm mad at somebody, he expects me to forgive, and I'm just not ready yet because I'm still angry. Or if it's, you know, my body's tired, I can do this later. Whatever those reasons that push me away, they push me away. And then when I eat, I don't have to be in trouble to feel that I need him. But when I do need him, I have to go back to him. I know the way. But I also know that it's been a while since, you know, like we got out of fellowship. And when he expected to see me come through the door, I wasn't there. So I know mm-hmm. now when I walk through that door, there's going to be that uncomfortable silence at first. He's going to come and hold me around my neck. Okay. I'm going in there rehearsing how I'm going to ask for forgiveness because. You know, I know that I aired and where I aired first. And this wasn't the first time. It's cyclical. So what you spoke this morning reminded me that I, we, we, we can kill two birds with one stone if I just stay in prayer longer with him. Amen. Thank you, brother. I'm going back on mute. Thank you, brother, as well, for sharing on this morning. Very powerful statement. Thank you. Amen. Any other men that want to share on this morning? Amen. Then we will open it up for everyone at this time. If there's anyone, again, I know Prosperous Pram, you had something you want to share as well. Yeah, I'll just be um, brief. I just wanted to thank you for your declaration. And, um, you know, when you were speaking earlier, you did, you um, covered a lot. It was really good. Um, I think someone needs to probably go on mute, I think. Um, but when you were speaking about uh, wanting to please God, like obedience, like, you know, I guess naturally it, it kind of can be like, you know, you have to do something. But mm-hmm. uh, I want to, I want to please him. And I had a, a, a memory, I hadn't thought about this of a lot in a long time that, you know, many of you guys know how close I am to my mom and she's, you know, been dealing with some health 
things that we're getting, God is just getting her through. But I remember when I was much younger, I wanted to please her. And so I would make her a breakfast. It was egg, bacon, and toast. And she wanted her eggs light and fluffy, like she had a certain way. And I would bring it to her, you know, like I would, you know, as like a little treat, you know, and really yeah. just like looking forward to hearing and seeing her be pleased with it. And that's how I was just thinking how that's how I want to please God. I don't always get it right in terms of a lot of times he knows, he always knows what's best in terms of mm-hmm. being obedient, but I just want to be pleasing to him. So uh, I just thank you for that. I thank you for your word. And it was um, just God bless you. God bless you too, Prophet. And thank you for sharing that testimony too. It, it, it brought more in alignment of that point out even further. And I just had a smile on my face watching you or thinking of you being able to please your mom as well, too. So thank you for sharing that. Anyone else? Uh, Yes, good morning. Thank you for your declaration. This is Sister Sylvia. I think Dion just, she just did it immediately when she said just knock everything off the shelf, hang up the phone. (laughs) I mean, that was just like the perfect, I I didn't even know how to put it into words, you know. (laughs) And I, I thank God because, you know, I was, you know, I wasn't complaining. But I was like, okay, I don't feel like driving to San Francisco before driving to Walnut Creek from Vallejo. But mom needs this medication, and she needs it today. So mm-hmm. when I get over here this morning, I said, okay, I know what I'm going to do because I've done this before, and it just just makes my day. Thank you, Jesus. Go drive to Ocean Beach and listen to the declaration as the mm. sun's coming, walking by the water. And I tell you, boy, if you didn't hit it right there on point, you know, it's it, it, I tell you, I, I think about for God so loved the world Man. that he gave his only begotten son. If he loved the world enough to give us his son, sacrifice, because he loved us so much, then who are we not to love him so much to be obedient? That That's all I can think about. That's all I can think about. So anything, the things that I've been struggling with about in regard to obedience, you just nailed it for me. If I love him like I say when I talk to him and pray with him, it won't be a problem. Thank Amen. you so much. God no, thank you. you. Thank you, sister. God bless you. And we pray safe travels for you as you're going to see your mom as well and pray for her well-being as well. Anyone else? Anyone else? Yeah, um, this is Jubilant, and uh, I love your declaration. And as I was sitting there listening, <clears throat> the part that really resonated with me was um, how you were describing how we're supposed to uh, partake or feast on the word of God, you know, and really sit down and dine with the Lord, right? And and not just be rushing. You know how you sometimes you get eat your food and you're like, ready to you know, you got something in your mind, you want to go do something, so you'd be like running. No, no, no. Sit down at the table, feast on the word. And then, you know, um, as you digest it, you know, you begin to like, then you go to the, you were talking about seeing yourself. That was so powerful. Mm -hmm. Seeing yourself Mm -hmm. in the word, in those pages, right, of the word. Um, And as you start doing that, um, you know, it goes from, I have to, to I want to, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because, you know what I'm saying? So, so that, 
It is, that's what I was really, really thinking about right there. I was just like, yeah, just sitting in there, you know, because he said, I stand at the door and knock. If any man come, you know, and open the door, I will sup with him, you know. So mm. when I'm reading that word, I'm sitting with the Lord. We're having a conversation. He's talking to me, and, I, you know, I'm talking to him. But one thing you said is like hearing him, too, you know. Yes. Quick to hear. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of stuff. <laughs> Right there, that was really like real, real, really resonated with me. Thank Amen. you, You are welcome, sister. If I can tell you, the amount of times I done talked myself out of the blessing, Lord have mercy. Amen. Thank you for sharing that as well. Anyone else? Good morning. Good morning. It's persistent, Priscilla. Um, thank you for this declaration. I, I love. Um, the topic of radical obedience. I like that she, uh, Dion put radical in front of it. Amen. I needed that word in front of the word obedience. Um, and I agree with everyone. You just dropped the mic when you said it's a love issue. Um, no question about it. But what you, I want, what you did for me is um, when you said you want to get to the place where you want to be obedient. Mm-hmm. I love that because it made me reflect on my mother. I was an obedient mm-hmm. child. I did not want to disobey her. Mm-hmm. I did not want to be like my siblings. I couldn't do it. She loved me too much. And that's the first time I made that uh, leap in my mind and uh, understanding with what you said. Yesterday, as I was walking throughout my day and thinking about um, our topic, obedience, and I said, we always say obedience is better than sacrifice. Mm -hmm. What does that really mean? Mm -hmm. The first time I asked myself the question. So I'm asking you, if you don't mind, sir, as you taught beautifully, but a quick interpretation. I'm just curious, just to stir my spirit more, because I asked myself again the question again after listening to everybody, I said, obedience is better than sacrifice. I wonder if we really get that. Mm-hmm. What does that really mean? Amen. Sister, I think, thank you for sharing and thank you for your question. I definitely will, again, address it for what God is sharing with me. And if anyone else wants to open and share, I'm more than happy to do so. But I think it ties back to your love. Because obedience is tied to the amount of your love. There are a lot of people who do it because they feel like they have to or they were made to, and they sacrifice. But God says it's not just a sacrifice. It's what lies within the sacrifice. Is it love there? Are you in alignment? Are we doing it with the right motive as well? So uh, I, I tie it all back to, again, the foundation is that is it a love issue or are you just doing it out of compliance? Mm-hmm. That's the difference between grace and religion. Mm-hmm. Amen. Anyone else wants to share? Sister, and also, uh, I pray that this is able to bring a little more enlightenment upon that situation as well. Yes, good morning, everyone. This is Teresa Belcher. Um, And I want to give my take on obedience is better than sacrifice. Um, I think I I agree that it's it's 
rooted in love, but it's also rooted in relationship. Um, because if we disobey, we may feel like we're getting what we want. We're doing it our own way. We're doing it in our own time. But those rewards that we get by being on our own path and listening to our own voice are temporal and they are minuscule to what blessings God really has for us. But we can only get those blessings. Like God's love is unconditional, but his blessings are conditional. If we do this, then he will do that. So if we disobey, then we are sacrificing our right um, to these blessings, to um, our purpose and our destiny, to a relationship, to the opportunity to be a light in a dark land, to the opportunity to disciple, to the opportunity to show our gratitude for the sacrifice that he made when he came and atoned for our sins. So it's a huge statement, and it, 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 it what, it's what drives us to be obedient, um, mm -hmm. not out of not out of a scary fear, but out of a reverent fear for God because mm -hmm. we love him so much. We want mm -hmm. to walk in obedience because as we walk in obedience, those who may never see Jesus in any other way than through us, um, it glorifies him. And as we do that, then again, he can release and open the floodgates of blessings that he has for mm -hmm. us. So to me, that's um, largely what it, what it um, that's my interpretation. Amen. Amen. Thank you for Amen. sharing, love. Hey, good morning. <laughs> Amen. Good morning. Good morning. This is Lisa. Um, thank you so much for your declaration. Um, it is so timely, I think. Um, and, and I love that scripture. And that compels me. It's the goodness of the Lord that leadeth me into repentance. And because I do say that I love him, then I mm -hmm. need to obey him, right? It's a heart position, yeah. it's a heart posture. Yeah. So it's yeah. more than doing, it's about being. <clears throat> and when you're yeah. being, it just comes out of you, it exudes out of you by his spirit. So I just wanted to chime in real quick. I'm not going to say anything, but my take on the scripture that um, Professor Priscilla just mm -hmm. asked, I wanted to go back to the Bible in the original context. And it's in the book Amen. of 1 Samuel. And when he was talking about it, God was telling them, basically, your burnt offerings and your sacrifices and the things that you're doing, they're all great, but you're not obeying me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's better to obey me from a pure heart than to make all these sacrifices on the altar and all these things and all these animals you're killing and all these, these days you're observing and all that stuff. But you don't even obey me. It's like you honor me with your lips and your heart is far from me. So I just wanted to bring that, that into text and context with that. He's looking at our heart condition, not the externals Amen. that we do. And if we do the externals, last night on the women's call, we left our call with 1 Corinthians 16 and 14. Let everything that you do be done with love. So love absolutely has to be our motivation, but not the kind of love that we know today, I think. And I don't Amen. think we really know what that love is, that agape kind of love is, <clears> except <throat> we experience God. I just want to share that. Amen. Thank you for sharing that as well. Powerful. Amen. Yeah, that was that was good. What was that scripture in First Corinthians you referenced again? I'm sorry. This is persistent. First uh, Corinthians um, 16 and uh, verse 14. Yeah, it, it stems from that that love chapter in First Corinthians 13. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but it starts with 12. We got all these gifts and all these abilities, but we don't love. <laughs> love is the most important thing. So yeah. Amen. 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 Amen
Uh, brother, this is Andrew again, real quick. Andrew again, real quick. Uh, if, if if you go when you go back to First Samuel, First Samuel uh, chapter thirteen, you 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 see where the quote is listed. Wait, 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 Andrew. Somebody has their phone on speaker. And it may be you. You need to turn the the volume down so that it's not bouncing back. Okay, is that better? Nope, it's not better. Nope, it's not better. How about now? Better now. Yes. 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 Okay. Thank you. Uh, Go ahead, brother. First Samuel chapter 13, you see this is where the quote is lifted because uh, when the children of Israel, this is the, the quick history, when the children of Israel were coming away from Egypt, so when they were going east, because west was the Red Sea, uh, nation, the Amalekites attacked them from behind where the women and children were, and, and God gritted his teeth with that. And, but he told Joshua and he told Moses, okay, you're not going to attack them now. Just keep moving. And then when the people later on, when Samuel was the prophet high priest and they clamored for a king, God said, no, I'm not just, they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. Let them have a king. But here are his restrictions. And from there, he let the first chat first task that Saul was going to get was go after these Amalekites because of what they did, wipe them all out. Saul didn't do that. He left King Agag alive, and he took some of the best animals, some of the best people, and he kept them. And Samuel was supposed to show up, you know, at, at such a point in time, and he was late. And so while Saul was waiting, he got antsy, and he did the sacrifice himself rather than let the high priest do it, because that was his job. And then when uh, Samuel came and confronted him, he said, did you do everything that God, I'm paraphrasing, you do everything God told you to do? He said, yeah. He's like, oh, you did? Then why do I hear all these sheep? Why do I hear lowing? What'd you do? He's like, "Uh, uh, the people pressed me and uh they made me uh keep this stuff and uh this is for a sacrifice to the lord and that's when samuel said you know is obedience better than sacrifice because all you had to do was do what he told you you get extra and because of this you're not king anymore that's where it was taken i'm going back on mute Amen. Thank you for <clears throat> thank you for sharing, brother. I think you know tying all that up. I, you know, it's definitely important for us to remember that God looks at the heart for those who are truly seeking to follow Him, and which means that God is important to find out our attitude and our motivations to what we do. So, you know, again, I pray that this particular passage of scripture my sister was able to bring understanding to you via all the various ways of being able to share within a proper context and with that scripture was being shared. Amen. Do you want to ask if there's anyone else wants to share um, on this morning? Declaration? Hey, uh, anything that was uh, This is 
Hey, Daryl. I just, since Christina, I just, I just want to say how I feel like a kid in a candy store because of all the meat, all the wisdom, all the the knowledge that's being shared within even the not just in the decoration, but even in the love, life, and victory portion, and just, just how grateful I am to be um, a part of Declare Victory because this is something you know that. It, you can't put a price tag on. You know what I'm saying? Um, Amen. And I just appreciate you all's transparency and the questions because it is something that, uh, especially with the grace message that has been proclaimed and abused so much, a, a lot of people feel like obedience is more legalistic because of grace. We're under grace. We're under grace. We're under grace. So I love the explanation of love and how it ties into obedience. So I just want to thank you all for, for your teaching and all of you all's comments and wisdom on this um, morning. Amen. Thank you as well, too, sis. It's always good to hear from you. I just think about those mornings, <laughs> 6 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> that prayer group, that it got so infectious. Sister Didi, Christina, Dion, uh, again, that somebody had to snitch on us and said that we're doing too much, but I don't believe we can ever do too much to show our love for God. Amen. So I thank God for all of you all. Anyone else? They love to tell me I'm doing too much, so I just do extra. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey Seth, what was really cool is sitting in those manager meetings defending it. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't you meeting your numbers? Don't we have favor? You cut it out and it's going to stop. <laughs> Oh, I love to get put out of some place, honey, and get put on punishment <laughs> and get called into the principal's office because she, I mean, she out there praying with them people. Yo. <laughs> yeah. Hey, brother Gerald. Uh, yes. <laughs> this, this is Dee Dee. Now, listen to this. Now, y'all was in Georgia. I was in California. Me and Diana on a call worked for AT&T, and we worked at San Ramon. So as y'all was getting in trouble, we was getting we was getting in trouble for praying in the break room. We should have been. So it's all connected. It's all all connected. But you know, nine eleven hit, and all of a sudden, those same folks who were complaining was asking, "Can we all get together and pray in the name of Jesus?" Our understanding. So uh, you know, it, it's something else. But your love for God will always be consistent, no matter what others may say. So we. we Thank God for that memory, that trip down memory lane. <laughs> oh, man. Anyone else? <laughs> good morning. God morning. This is Jeff G. Good morning um, to you, Jeff G. Good morning. Not, not to uh, beat a dead horse, but I wanted to uh, reiterate a, a thing or two. Um, one, yes, sir. we're talking about the difference between doing it um, out of obedience and out of, out, out of love. I worked as a, um, well, I still work as one of my several jobs is uh electrician journeyman and I work mm-hmm. on a license of two different electricians one have both have uh, absolutely two different personalities one does a job because the um North Carolina EEC the um National Electrician Colbert calls for it and the other one does it because he loves it. you can tell he puts his love in his heart in his work so if we get a call out to a, a service call out even a smaller service call if it's not done the way the call the job needs to be done. Not only can you start a fire, I mean there's a whole array of different things that, that can uh, 
occur. Even if the um, job is done up the code, you still have to go by job specific, uh, whatever it, it, it calls for. As opposed to the other guy that I work for, he comes in and he looks at the job specific and he goes by it and he'll talk to whomever it may be that he has to talk to with the state in order to, to um, get the uh, job requirements for that particular job changed so the inspector to come in and inspect and pass the inspection. Um, that being said, it reminded me of the question that was asked, the difference between doing something out of obedience and out of, out of um out of, out of sacrifice. sacrifice. When you do it out of out of um obedience, you don't have to worry about something happening in the fallout behind what you've done because the the um the code holder or the job uh, the, the the manager or whatever will put his stamp on it. God will put his stamp on the job that you've done. Meanwhile, when you've done it out, out of out of sacrifice, well, done it out of um, yeah, out of sacrifice, it may or may not be up to his standards. You're doing it because okay, I got to do this. I I don't really want to, but I'm gonna do it because I got to. And hmm. you may or may not get the uh, get this his stamp or approval on it. So therefore, it may not pass his inspection. I just 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 wanted to um relay that, and y'all have a blessing. Brother, you have just absolutely blessed my spirit with that. It made me think about no matter what arena we in, don't you want to be around people who have a spirit of want to versus have to? No matter if you're a children's teacher, you want somebody who want to. In a restaurant, you want someone preparing your food and serving you that want to. Even in the legal arena, you want someone to protect and serve because they want to versus have to. I think that difference is all about passion. God is calling for us to have a certain passion, certain zeal about us, a love inside of us that we want to and not because we just have to or we were made to. Amen. Thank you for sharing there, brother. That was powerful. Anyone else? Amen. Just love the Lord. Lord. Oh, that's a powerful, powerful statement. Thank you very much for sharing that amen sounds like we are coming down towards the end amen but before i do render the benediction i do want to ask again is there anyone else on us anyone anyone else amen well we want to thank god for each and every last one of you all again thank you so much pastor dion again the various mantles that God has placed on you. But again, I'm so grateful for that man. So the particular one that he's placed on you in my life as friend. So again, I pray that on this day and every day to follow that when it comes to our obedience, that our obedience is tied to our love, which is tied to a want to versus a have to. Amen. But all hearts and minds in order, let us bow our heads and open our hearts. Father, I thank you right now for this movement. I thank you for this ministry declare victory, Lord God. I thank you for the lives that it has been able to empower, Lord God, lives that it's able to change, Lord God, for the better. I thank you for each and every member that partook on today. I thank you for those members that may not even been able to be on the line, that Lord God, that regularly supports. And I also thank you for those that are you are sending from the north, south, east, and west, whose lives will never be the same, but will be better for the serving of the kingdom. Lord, I thank Lord, you that Lord, in our obedience, uh, our uh, radical uh, obedience, 
our radical obedience, that, Lord God, we will serve unto love for you, Lord God, versus serving out of obligation, Lord God, under conviction, under going through the motions, Lord God, but it will be because of our love for you. And Lord, I thank you, Lord God, proclaim that testimonies will come forth, Lord God, words of victory shall come forth like never before. And God, we will forever give your name all the glory, all of the honor, and all of the praise. It's in your darling and matchless son, Jesus' name we pray. Let every heart say amen. 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 Amen.